0: How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing. There's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life very excited to have Phoebe Dobson on the podcast. Phoebe is a Canadian-born singer, songwriter, recording artist, and actress who has been in the industry for almost two decades. It's such a blast connecting with her and hearing about her journey in the music industry, um, especially as a Black female artist, what her experience has been like, the importance of... Really taking care of yourself, spending time in nature, um, having an awesome support system, which sometimes comes in the form of furry friends, and so much more, including her track, Lean On Me, that um, she brought to life with Tyler Shaw, um, where they assembled some of Canada's biggest artists to raise money for COVID-19 relief efforts in Canada. So lots of really great stuff here. Enjoy the episode. I'll see you next week. I'm super excited to have you on. Thank you for hanging out with me today.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. I mean I feel like it's a loaded question because 2020 and 2021 have not been the easiest years but I think they've been right. pretty important years too as well as far as like eyes opening conversations being had like life values being reevaluated but how are you holding up like how has the last year been for you as a human being but also as an artist 2020 was
1: definitely a tricky one um I'm fortunate that I'm okay being by myself. I I actually enjoy having time to reflect and be in my head. Um, I work things out a lot in my head when I'm on my own, but uh, I live in the woods. So being outdoors is kind of what has got me through 2020 honestly um because i'm in the woods i'm not around anybody i could just go for a walk and just be in the nature and be in nature and uh clear my head and since i've been as an artist since i've been writing this new album that's like one of the main things i have to do i you know writing music is very therapeutic and you have to kind of dive into what you're feeling even if you don't want to um it naturally brings out a lot of uh, emotions and um it makes you reflect on a very, very deep level. So I have to clear my head and I have to go for walks outside. That's what's kept me pretty sane, I would say.
0: Nature time is so important. I, I don't live in the woods, live in the middle of the city, but <laughs> yeah. I've been doing what I can to like get out and at least like be near trees that are clustered together, whether it's Hamilton or I went all the way to Vaughn and found this like gorgeous forest the other day. But it's pretty amazing what happens to your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your focus, your stress, your anxiety when you are present in nature and just kind of allow yourself the freedom to just be in that present moment. And it's cool that like, you've gotten to a place where, you know, that's like, that's a go-to for you.
1: I have to, it's a release. And I have a lot of anxiety. It's kind of over the years uh, gotten worse. Like it just has built up. Um, Maybe it's because when you get older, your risk factor goes up, you look at everything around you like, Oh my God, like, this could happen and this could happen. If I do this, this could happen. And it just gives you anxiety. Being an adult sucks sometimes. (laughs) That's just like instant anxiety. But um, breathing has been something I'm trying to learn how to do more. Like I, I I, obviously everybody breathes. It's like, you know, it's when you think about it and you actually take the time to like, inhale, exhale, it helps. I, I thought it was just kind of cheesy and just like, I'm doing that all the time. But when you really focus on it, it does help.
0: Yeah. There's definitely a big difference between just doing something on autopilot, which is how we live most of our lives and actually choosing to pay attention. And I love that you bring up breathing because one of the things that I did during the pandemic was go and do this online certificate to become a health and a life coach, just because I don't know how to chill. And it's something I always wanted to do. And the pandemic kind of took away travel, which Silver lining that was gave me the gift of time. And one of the things that we learn in school, and something that I work with my clients and do with myself to deal with anxiety is breathing. And you're right. Mm-hmm. At first glance, you're like, Oh, we fucking breathe all the time. Like, how is it yeah. going to make me feel better? I'm already doing it and I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel right. And it's happening. <laughs> like, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I I completely understand where you're coming from. I'm just asking you to like give it a shot for a couple of minutes. So I'm curious for right. you, like, I know you're kind of working on breathing and incorporating it more in your life. What does that practice yeah. look like for you? And, and how do you feel kind of before and after?
1: Well, I find that I hold my breath a lot. Um, so I, I've been catching myself do that a lot more, like where I'm like, okay, exhale, like you're holding your breath. But um, I'm, uh, a routine that i've tried to start i don't know like i i, I really am um 2020 has made me really focus on trying to like have a routine mm-hmm. and i'm not just saying a routine of wake up eat breakfast work out i'm as like a mental routine um and so i'll wake up and i'll purposely not look at my phone because the first thing i want to do when i wake up which also makes me hold my breath is go on instagram yeah. and swipe and swipe and and you know and look through things my thumb is you know has a mind of its own My figure it has a mind of its own and and instantly if that's the first thing I see I feel like I'm bombarded or I'm like I don't know all these injected with all these um thoughts and feelings that aren't really my own they're just from the visuals
0: yeah
1: and they really mess with me they mess with me Hardcore, and so that's one of the things. I, I try not to look at my phone, and then I try to make my bed. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a I always make my bed, but it's like one of those things, like make it nicely. And
0: <laughs> like we're talking um, like sheets tight, like decorative
1: pillows, maybe a yeah, like not like a hotel. I'm not that good. Yeah, no, I still haven't figured out the tuck yet. The full on tuck, <laughs> I haven't figured that out. But like, I make my bed, I put my pillows up nicely, and then I'll go downstairs have my water, make my coffee. Cause coffee for me is like, don't even try to have a combo with me without some coffee. And so that, and then I just kind of breathe, you know, yeah.
0: really Yeah. just kind of, Oh gosh, here goes the day here it comes. Yeah. It kind of like sets you up for the day, like having a solid morning routine and honestly for anyone listening who who is guilty of looking at their phones first thing a you're not alone like it's such an ingrained habit for us to just check social media but the thing is is until you kind of step back from it you kind of don't realize the power it has over your emotions and your thoughts and just the way you look at yourself in the mirror you look at your life you feel about your day because sure yeah there's there's some good in social media and like, cool, maybe you're lucky that that's what you see that for that morning. And then you're like, yeah, cool, I'm gonna thing. go out yeah. and kill it. But, right. but most likely what you see might make you feel bad about yourself. It might make you look at the world different. It might give you stress and anxiety, like who knows? And if that's the first thing you do when you wake up after you've rested, after you've like uh-huh. given your body a chance to recoup from the day before, I mean, we're basically, like you said, we're giving up control. Like, so let's delay it by a little bit. Even if you delay it by an hour, you guys, or even half an hour, just to kind of have a little mm-hmm. bit of time to yourself and do some breathing, mm-hmm. make your bed, have your coffee, then go on social media. But like, take care of yeah. yourself first.
1: 100%. 100%. Oh, it's, it's wild. It's wild that social media is great. And it's a curse all at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a double-edged sword. And like, also you're in an industry where social media is kind of like a part of the gig, right? It's like how you connect with fans and your audience. It's how you use your voice to talk about things that you're you're passionate about and you want to take a stand on. And I feel like in the past Mm -hmm. year, especially has been when we've, we've either seen a lot of silence on social media, or we've seen a lot of people taking action and that element too, can add a certain amount of stress and anxiety, like choosing to use your voice and choosing to use your platform or choosing to sit back. Like there's just so many different avenues that your emotions, your heart, your soul can go. And also we don't know what people are going to respond to on the other side. It's kind of like you you bear all in a certain way, even if it's through a filtered lens, and then you kind of just wait and see what happens. Right, and that
1: takes it back to anxiety. And that's yeah. why there's so many people that have walk around anxiety because there's, you just feel the pressure of what to say, what to do, how someone else is going to feel about this. Is this the right thing? Is this the wrong thing? how am I coming across, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot. And then once it's out there in the universe, like out there in the, the web universe, it's there, you know, someone takes a screenshot and you don't have control over that anymore. It's not yours.
0: <sighs> Hearing you just say that like really makes me sweat a little bit, like, <laughs> you know, like it makes me sweat. Cause you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put this on my page. Like I'm controlling the narrative here. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that's just not how it works. No, no. Right? Do you do you feel like you have like a a good, healthy relationship when it comes to to social media? Like I, I feel like that. I know it's like a heavy question, but like sometimes people do it because they're like, "Okay, hey, it's just part of my job." Sometimes people do because they're like, "I really want to connect with my fans," and then sometimes just like, oh, "I love it." Like sign me up. I'm a big fan of social media. Well, when I had
1: my first album when my first album came out it was 2003 so there wasn't really any online um uh there wasn't social media really like at all and when I did interviews the label would say okay we have a couple of uh magazine interviews and and then we have we have this one online interview it's not a big deal you know and uh, clearly as the years have passed it's like we have a ton of online and then we have this one, I don't know, it's so random, but it's a newspaper. It's, I don't know who has newspapers anymore. you. know, who reads magazines? Okay. So um, it's very different. So when MySpace, I was pretty cool with, you know, when that came out. Oh, MySpace. Um,
0: I remember yeah. my profile pic on MySpace. I went to a taste of chaos, like show. I was rocking. I think I was wearing like a black ribbon instead of a belt. Like I was like really... Yeah. I was ready to go. And you're ready. I have a very vivid memory of that of my MySpace for some reason.
1: Yeah, MySpace was like dope. I mean, like you put your music, some photos, you talk to people. It, it was dope. Like I I liked it. I was like, "Oh, I can get into this." And then um there was Facebook and then Instagram for me was like I liked the idea when Instagram first came out of being able to show like photos that I that you know photos I had snapped you know like okay I'm gonna put a photo of this random hat with glasses on it and think that's so cool and like be all artsy and and that only worked for so long and then it was like no you have to put your face and you have to do this you have to do that and so it's always hard for me I'm very like on Instagram it takes me time to post because I always feel very awkward just putting a photo of myself up and I never know what to say. And that gives me anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so like, it takes me hours. Like I will start at like nine in the morning with a picture and a caption and i will be like, okay, no, 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 erase, erase. Okay. No, 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 erase. And I won't post that thing till like 4 PM. It'll take me that long. It's like, I, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just like, I feel like, um Danny, my manager, he says, he says, just post it and walk. Like just post it and walk away from it. And I'm like, I can't do that. I just can't. So I'm learning. I'm learning.
0: <laughs> just learning. Just do it and go outside, go in the woods and do some breathing. Yeah. <laughs> or don't post. I mean you ought to be comfortable with it. You have to be comfortable with it.
1: Yeah, uh, like if I feel really like comfortable with a with a photo and a caption and just comes naturally, I'm like, oh yeah. Nailed it.
0: <laughs> when you was know? the last time that happened? I'm curious. Well, I,
1: I last time my post was like uh, right before New Year's. So that explains everything.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Amazing. I like it. I like it. Look, I can't wait to see your next post. And I'm going to like be thinking about you and hope that you felt really fire about it. Um, It'll be
1: like one word. And you're going to be like, she thought about that for six hours.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to picture you, like, deleting, re-going, and yeah. then just, like, eventually being like, I'm just, I'm just going to do it and go. Yeah, I'm over this. I'm over this. Oh, man. I mean, you mentioned 2003. That's when you put yeah. up some tunes. You know, mm-hmm. your debut single, Bye Bye Boyfriend, drop then. 2003 yeah. was a minute ago, eh? Right? Like, it's 2021. It's almost been, tw- like, two decades you've been doing this. Like, that's... Awesome, a that you still get to do what you love for a living, but also it's kind of a bit of a mind fuck that that much time has elapsed since your debut single.
1: Yeah. First of all, I love that you could say fuck on this. By the way. Oh I yeah. That said that. And I was like, oh, amazing. Okay. um <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a long journey. Um, uh, I started. I was like a teenager. I was 18 when my first album came out and gosh, 18 wearing Dickies and Converse and running around like a tomboy, just, you know, I, it was an interesting time. And, um, and now, uh, you know, I'm working on a new record. Yeah. It's, and my last, my last single was like 2014, 2015, 14, I think with legacy and stuff. So, I've taken some time. I've definitely t- like I've been hibernating. I've been yeah. hibernating. You're Growing, living life, getting inspired. You know.
0: Yeah, you're I mean, you're a lot of break. I feel I feel for artists um, you know, I've, I've had the chance to interview quite a lot of like creatives um while I've been yeah. in this industry and and sometimes I feel this sense that there's like a pressure to constantly put out content, uh, to constantly keep producing. And I sometimes think about how hard that must be. Like, what if you just need a break? What if you just want to live life? What if you want to be behind the scenes for a while and do your thing? And I I think it's awesome that you have taken that time and you have done Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you felt you needed to do or wanted to do. And now here you are like about to do the thing again, You know, like how, how do you feel kind of, as you prepare to release this next batch of music after having taken a bit of a break? Uh, I feel ready. You know, I couldn't have
1: uh, done it anytime sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to go through what I had to go through and live my life and go through heartbreak and, and, and um, a lot of transitions and, it's been a very transitional time. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what's um, helped me make this album. I think just living honestly is what inspires me and and well clearly, but I just have to go through shit. I have to go through shit in order to, to be honest. I don't wanna make things up. I don't wanna just sit and write just to write. Like I want to express and release what I'm going through or foreshadow what I want.
0: I just do put it out into the universe, either like deal with the shit or put out what you want to maybe happen.
1: Yeah, artists foreshadow a lot. That's one of the things that I'm very careful with as a writer um, is what I sing about when I foreshadow, because I think when we dive into our brains that way, it happens with writers and a lot of people, you know, um, we're we're intense manifestors. We can manifest intensely. So we have to be careful with that.
0: There's a lot of power in words, especially words that you're gonna sing about time and time again, yeah. that's gonna be blasted yeah. on radio and on YouTube and Spotify. and wherever else music is going to TikTok now. Like, you know what I mean? Like those lyrics, those words, those sentiments, those are going to be just put out time and time and time again. There's power in that. So much power. I mean, I when I wrote
1: Take Me Away um, with Jay um, back in the day, um, it was, uh, I wrote that song about Justin Timberlake because I had the huge, like the biggest crush on Justin growing <laughs> up and like had his pictures on my wall and like was like, oh, my God, one day he's going to know me. And I go to high school and, and everyone thought I was crazy. And this little poor girl wearing her uncle's hand-me-downs is, you know, coming to school saying she's going to know Justin. I'm like, oh, OK, whatever. And so I wrote Take Me Away and I describe him and everything in it, you know, blue eyes. And I kind of, you know, I'm a little dramatic in it. You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, but it was, it was funny because when he took me on he ended up taking me on my first European tour, he took me on out on tour, and um he took me away. and um, yeah, so I feel like I manifested that as a as a kid because I really wanted it. And when you're young and you manifest, it's easier because you don't really have so much doubt. Doubt is what really stops the process, but that's hard not to have doubt. I mean, it's so hard to not be like, yeah, but is is that really gonna
0: happen? Can I really get out of this? Can I really do this? It's really hard. I mean, the the younger you, the young Fifi wearing her uncle's Mm hand-me-downs, like she knew, she had conviction, She, she had belief.
1: Yeah. Or she was crazy as that <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad crazy, just freaking crazy. I don't know. One of the two.
0: Oh man. Oh, wow. that's a cool story. That's a cool story. I mean, right now, do you, do you still have, like, is that, is that younger are you still alive and well, like, is there still some, some belief in there or has adult and life and just shit kind of added too much stress?
1: Yeah. She comes out all the time. Um (laughs) no, but really I the one thing about me is um like I I've had a little like I wear my heart on my sleeve. That's I'm a hopeless romantic. I've always been like that. Um through my lyrics, just as like that's just who I am as a person. And uh I can definitely say like I'm not jaded with love. Like I don't think I'll be ever be jaded with love. I always try to love like I've never been hurt. And um so I think that's the young version, the young me that does that. I think it's important, you know? Oh,
0: I love I love a hopeless romantic. I, I get oh, swept up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm a Pisces. Um, you know, I just want to go back to the 18 year old you for a hot sec. The, the Converse wearing yeah, Dickies course. overalls, just tomboy yeah. doing her thing obviously yeah. you did something right. Cause you're still doing what you do and what you love to do two Thank decades you. later. But if you could go back and give the 18 year old, you some, some advice and pearls of wisdom, not that you're old by any means, like, what would you want to share?
1: <laughs> um, I just like to tell her everything will be okay. Like, that's the thing. Like, don't stress so much. Like, It'll be cool. Like it'll be all right, you know. Because when when things are happening to us at a young age, we think it's the end of the world all the time. Everything is the end of the world. That breakup's the end of the world. You know, like you said, the wrong thing. That's the end of the world. You wore the wrong outfit. That's the end of the world. You know, and like screw it. Like it's not. You'll be okay, and you'll you'll find someone rad and keep going, keep trucking, keep going. I,
0: I just thought of that scene in Finding Nemo where it's like, just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep don't, going. Just don't stop. Don't stop ever.
1: Don't stop. And ever stop. Don't ever give up.
0: Yeah, because like the thing is is I mean, oh gosh, I mean I still feel like I'm a pretty dramatic person and sometimes I still feel like things are like that's it. Everything's over. I'm gonna lose my job. The world's crashing, whatever. <laughs> But like yeah. to, to be able to be a little bit more go with the flow, like that would, I don't even know what that would feel like because I'm such an intense human being. But I imagine that's like true. if you can even embrace a little bit of like go with the flow nature and just like, let's just take it one moment at a time. Like imagine. I can't
1: even do that on Instagram. So I, I, <laughs> I have no idea what that's like.
0: <laughs> Man. No idea. I mean. I, I like that the I like that the younger Fifi is still alive and well. The hopeless romantic in you is alive and well. You put it in your music. I can't wait for it to drop. But, you know, to get to where you are now, I imagine that there was some awesome influences along the way. A great support system, I hope, who helped you get here. 100%. You know, who are who are some of those people that had a positive impact in your life to really just, like, get you to where you are, the ups and downs of life? Like, it's, it's kind of nice to know when we have people in our corner who will either A, call us out or like just be there with unconditional support and guidance.
1: Well, I've been fortunate to have really great girlfriends that that's a blessing. I mean, very fortunate to have great girls in my life mm-hmm. who are honest. And that's been my, like, if I, if I have friends, they have to be honest. There, there's, there are no yes people in my circle at all. I don't believe in it. And I actually look to someone to be honest. Like I look for it. Like I, I and I know when I'm wrong. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, just tell me the truth. Like, it's all good. I might cry. It's fine. I might shed a tear. might throw a water bottle, you know, but I'm, I'll be fine. And I appreciate it and I respect it. Um, so I have great girls in my life and uh, a great team. Um, Uh, Chris Smith and Danny, you know, they've been, uh, they've been so um, loving and they've nurtured me for many years. And we had some time apart and then we got back together and um, I'm just so blessed and happy they're back in my life. Um, They're amazing. They're amazing humans and they believe in me so much. Uh, So yeah, great team. Great friends, great dogs. I have great dogs.
0: Ooh, I mean, I feel yeah. like I need to like just take a moment to like talk dogs. Do I hear an S at the end of that?
1: Yes, I have three dogs. I'm like Ozzy Osbourne. I have three bitch dogs. I have a <laughs> um, two Chihuahuas and one Pomeranian, and they just run around and take over the house. And like even like they have peat mats in the house, and they go outside. But they have pee mats in the house. And I swear, my Pomeranian, she's two years old and she just pees beside the mat. It's like drives me insane. (laughs) It's like it's right beside you, little girl. It's right beside you. And her name's Trailer Party. So she's amazing.
0: I feel like Trailer Party needs a song. Like she might need like a dedicated little jingle, you know, like is she peeing off? to the side of the mat on purpose? Like, is she be- being just like a little troublemaker or like does she really That's what happens now? when you call her a trailer party. Yeah, that's <laughs> what happens. You,
1: you know, dog names are important because I have one named Bambi and she is like so timid and such a little Bambi. Like she's exactly yeah. that, you know? And, and then I have Pepper who's a complete crazy girl. She's insane. She's old, she's like 15 and she's absolutely insane and barks at nothing and no one. Um, But she's insane. Um, And then trailer party. And she pees and throws up. And she's like, honey boo boo.
0: She's like, honey boo boo. Okay, so I just took you upstairs. Because I forgot that I'm baking fucking, like, peach cobbler muffins right now. And I forgot about them. Oh, my God. I'm like, what am I smelling? So let me just take them out for a sec before. Okay, that smells. I mean, mean, that smells
1: amazing. I can't smell them. That smells amazing.
0: Oh, I think, I think, I think they're going to be okay. Burn them. No, like, okay. they're good. This is why I, I shouldn't be allowed to cook, though, because I forget that I'm doing stuff. Um, well, that's, Are you burning stuff over there? I don't know why hearing about your dogs peeing on the floor made me think about my baked goods. But anyways, that's where my brain went.
1: <laughs> Trigger point. That's amazing. I love it. They're cool.
0: Nothing is burnt. The house is still up. Are they gluten-free? Are they... Um what are they? No, there is uh, sugar and gluten in them, but there's fruit. So, you know. So basically this is what works. I do. I I I'm not a huge fan of going to grocery stores right now because there's just it makes me terrified. But if I go, yeah, I like to find the racks at the end of the aisles where like the fruit and veg that are going off are like packaged yeah. really abruptly. And then I like to challenge myself to use them because I'm like, are these gonna get thrown out? Like I get very sad. Um, that these fruits and vegetables are just not going to be given a chance. So hence why I'm making peach cobbler, that's how I feel about like Christmas trees. Like I can't buy a Christmas tree because then I'm just like, and then it's just going to be on the side of the road. I have weird attachments to things, but that's the story. I'll let
1: you know how it goes. What's your zodiac sign? Sagittarius. What's your zodiac sign? Sagittarius? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. You know what? I don't know a lot of Sagittarius is. I
0: really don't This is your moment to get to know one. Sagittarius's. Sagittariuses Needs to be. I actually need to look into Zodiac signs more because I don't know much, but I I feel like the older I get, the more intrigued I am about like astrology and signs. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's interesting. It's very interesting. (sighs) Um, Okay. Well, I I just took a look at the time and I want to respect your time, but I, I want to talk to you about the last time you and I connected um, was to talk about Lean On Me, which I feel like I want to take a moment to bring back because you gave the world something really awesome, especially for Canadians to just kind of like hold on to, feel good about, bring a smile on their face. Um, you know, what was that like for you? Where did that come from? And for anyone who's like, what are you talking about, Chloe? Maybe also give them a little spiel because. You guys need to check it out. Also, I make a quick little cameo in it, so. That's right.
1: That's right. Well, um, basically, uh, Tyler Shaw and Danny Reiner and myself, uh, we decided to do a cover of Lean on Me um, to help raise money for Canadian Red Cross. And we wanted to to have a, a handful of Canadian artists um, lend their voices and, and kind of get involved. And then in, like about two weeks or three three weeks, we were able to pull this song together. Um, John Levine did the music and then um, we just started calling up artists, Dan Cantor called up Justin Bieber. And we got Michael Bluguay. I always say his last name wrong. Booblair, bubler. <laughs> bubler. Um, Just add an R again awesome. for fun. Um it's so hard. Bubler. Bubler. Um Brian Adams, Avril, you know, and um Getty Lee. So it was it was one of those things that we put it together so quickly and everyone had to record remotely, you know, at their house. And so no one no one was around each other. All. clearly it was in the middle of COVID and you know, Brian Adams I think did his vocal in um London, England. So it was it was one of those those things we just we just really wanted to help. Yeah. And uh and this is the way we know how, music. Yeah.
0: And you guys did like you, you raised a ton of money for the Red Cross and managed to bring so many people together in the video and on the vocals. But then People were able to like tune in and like, it brought them joy. And I think that's a really beautiful thing about music is it can make an impact. It can send a message, but it also has the power to like actually make us feel. And like, sometimes we need to feel good. And sometimes music can do that.
1: Right. And, you know, even if you just stream the song or you, or you can buy it, um, you're still helping Canadian Red Mm. Cross, you know, the money all goes to Canadian Red Cross. Look at you go.
0: Look at you and Tyler go. Like you guys created something. (laughs) You're raising money. You got all kinds of like huge names. I mean, I love that Apple was a part of it. Side note. But I thought that was a Yeah, that
1: was dope. Yeah. that was really dope. It was a full circle moment for me because like, you know, we came out around the same time um, and I've always loved her. So it was great to have her part of it.
0: Oh man. I mean, you might have to do something again in the future. I don't know. I feel like this is the beginning of you like spreading good vibes around the world and also just raising a bunch of cash for some, a really awesome organization.
1: Yes, that would be amazing. I mean, hopefully we perform it soon uh, so everyone can see it with everyone. You know, that would be amazing. Um, Junos are coming. So hint, hint, wink, wink.
0: Host. Let's go. I can't even like wrap my head around like the day we'll all be able to maybe like, be in a venue together again. And like, it's. oh my gosh, I, know. I hope it happens. So I miss it. I miss it. I miss like, it's awesome to connect with you like this, but I miss being around people and like talking about cool stuff with yeah. people, you know, it's like something I that, miss hugging. I miss the oh. hugs and the like the cheersing. Cheers, man. Oh,
1: you know, arm around each other.
0: Like back in the day when you started doing concerts.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Concerts. Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I'm. I'm like so grateful that you guys did lean on me. It was it was really cool to see come t- to life. It was a really cool Canadian moment too cuz there's just so much so much amazing Canadian talent like that exists in this country. And it was great to see everyone showcased. And also it, it came during a difficult year, right? And like looking back on last year, people were isolated. There was a global pandemic. There was a real kind of social awakening with how much gosh, how much room there is for improvement when it comes to Black Lives Matter and just Indigenous lives as well, especially right here in Canada, because sometimes I think the focus is on what everything is like in the States and how bad it is in the States. Right. And then in Canada, we're like, whoa, whoa, it's like, it's not perfect here. Like we still have a long way to go as well. So I'm curious 100%. for you, you know, as a black female artist with your personal experiences, like how do you think the industry can do better and level up and like, what are your hopes for the next generation of artists that come after you and just also for you and the rest of your career?
1: i would say you know to listen and understand our stories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just like that, listen and understand. And for artists like myself, um black females in the art and in the industry is just there is space for you. You know, there is room for you.
0: Yeah. I I think the like just listening, I think sometimes people forget the power of of asking a question and genuinely listening and not questioning, not right. altering the narrative, not making assumptions about what right. might lie between the lines. I, I know that's been like a big, big takeaway for me is like there is so much power in just sitting back and listening, but like right. creating a space where where voices can be heard, voices can be amplified.
1: And 10%. that's exactly what I'm saying with there's space mm. for you and, and having room because there was time, a time in my career where I didn't know if there was space for me, you know, I felt very different and I'm this black girl from Scarborough, you know, singing pop rock and, and I look different. My image is different than I, than, than the way I sound, you know, sound and image were very, very different. So it got very com- complicated and, um, I guess that's one of the things I would to tell my younger self is like there's space for you, there's room for you. Like don't be pushed aside, you know, and don't feel like you're being pushed aside. Don't let it happen. You're supposed to be here.
0: Mm-hmm. Gosh, and almost two decades later, you are still here. You are still taking up <laughs> space. You are definitely not space. to up space. Yeah. No. No. Oh. Yeah, it's uh it's a very, very interesting time, and uh, I'm—I just have to hope that this is not all for nothing. You know what I mean? That like there is progress being made, and hopefully it will forever continue. To like, I feel like as we need to be better, like as an industry working in the entertainment world, uh, as a musician, the space you take up, but just like fucking, let's just like be decent human beings. One
1: hundred percent. I hope that we've had wake up calls um, that will change us all and it won't just be for a moment, but it will be something lifelong, you know, Mm -hmm. that we can grow and (sighs) we can just grow. Like we're not meant to be on this earth to be stagnant and to walk around aimlessly and not um, own up to things. We're here to learn and we're here to to grow. That's the best way I could put it.
0: Yeah. Oh, to grow, to be present, go take a walk in, in the woods if you need yeah. to while you're kind of reflecting on everything. Right. Um, you know, just kind of take a moment to like check in on yourself, check on yourself, have difficult conversations. Um, yeah, Fifi, I'm really excited for your new music to drop. Um, do you like Thank can you tell you. us anything Thank or do we just kind of have to keep an eye on it? Uh keep an eye on it. It's coming.
1: I I'm literally like I I was recording vocals before. Um, you and I spoke so um, I've been I've been in the studio a ton, a ton.
0: Oh, okay, fine. I'm just going to have to keep an eye out for your your very uh, infrequent Instagram posts for a proper yes. update. I do more
1: stories though. I like stories. I like stories because they disappear. <laughs> like,
0: okay. All right. Well, in that case, everyone, check out Fifi's Instagram stories if you want any kind of updates. Um, Thank you so much. It was awesome (laughs) connecting with you, talking about all kinds of stuff. I feel like I need a a picture of your dogs at some point, so feel free to... I want to know what Trailer Party looks like. Like, ideally, a picture of her missing the mat would be great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would probably be easy to get because she does it all the time, so... (laughs)
0: You probably have pee to go clean up right now. Just like, I probably have burnt baked goods probably. upstairs. Probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Amazing. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. Now, if you enjoyed this chat, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And of course, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week.